Hello and welcome to episode 99 of our SAP on Azure video podcast. Today is June 29th and together with Robert and Goran, we're here to talk about anything related to SAP and Microsoft. Hello everyone. Hello. Hello. So a lot of customers are running SAP on Azure. A lot of customers are using the SAP business technology platform to create extensions for um, the SAP solutions, especially MS for HANA. Since BTP, the business technology platform, can run on Azure um, and the SAP system can run on Azure. So why, why do you actually need an SAP connector? Why do you need to open up um, ports in your firewall? Um, even if, as mentioned, both of these systems can, can run on Azure. Well, that's exactly what SAP Private Link um, helps you with, basically. So um, it's no longer required to open up firewall ports. If you have your SAP system running on Azure, if you have your SAP Business Technology Platform running on Azure, now you can have this secure connectivity between both environments. To give us more insights on this, um, Sven Kohlhaas from SAP and Martin Pankratz from, from Microsoft join us today and show us how this setup actually works. But before we hand over to them, as always, let's quickly take a look at some of the news from this week. And Goran, last minute you um, pulled up or you, you brought up this um, SAP automation framework updates. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe... so we already had chemo Force, a colleague of mine who is basically lead here in open source automation and nice is just the latest update so to say so where we get the oracle support on linux at the moment so meaning not just a standalone but also high availability oracle data guard which is officially ha supported in azure as well as share home installation a multi-sit then also the azure netapp files for the hana you can a bit scroll down for sub mnt um user sub files as well again linux and also azure file for nfs so that's also kind of quite popular because it's a zona redundant uh, as well um and some general improvements so i think that's that's a really uh, really an, a nice progress and everybody can just try try out the the, the newest stuff so oracle is basically I, i've seen personally used a lot as well so definitely to it will help and cover <coughs> Uh, some higher percentage of customers in Azure. And and just to, to put us again quickly into, into perspective, this is now part of our SDAF, the SAP Deployment Automation Framework. So, so as you said, we had Kimo on the show before, and the SDAF, the SAP Deployment Automation Framework, is basically um, a, a tool set that allows you to install um, the infrastructure on Azure, but then also deploy an SAP system. And um, that's exactly what you meant, um, the, the Oracle Correct. deployment. So the Oracle deployment can now also be automated. Um, we are using Azure, or we can now use Azure NetApp files um, for the setup, Azure files for the setup. And, and that's uh, where within a few clicks, basically, or, 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 or scripts, you can now install an SAP system also using these um, technology components. Correct. Cool. Great. It's it's really amazing how much updates um, are happening here with with stuff all the time, and it's definitely uh, worth to call out um, some of the new new releases here. Then another quick update or announcement: um, um, Microsoft Inspire. I think we might have mentioned this um, before um, briefly, but um, I, I just saw this in my in my Twitter feed basically. So Microsoft Inspire um, will happen in roughly a month from now, so from July 19th, July 20th, um, Microsoft Inspire takes place again. So this is basically our um, partner event, right? Where we um, work with partners, where we showcase um, solutions um, from partners with partners. So if you are a Microsoft partner, um, uh, it's, it's definitely worth to to check out, sign up for, for Microsoft Inspire and learn some, yeah, some, some new, cool, interesting things um, in the Microsoft world. And speaking of new cool things, um, yeah, SAP Private Link is our topic today. So um, maybe before we go into the topic itself, um, maybe Sven, maybe you can start introducing yourself, what you're doing at SAP. And then I'm um, also Martin. Well, everyone knows you, but, but still maybe you can <laughs> introduce yourself again. So Sven, over to you. Perfect. Uh, thanks a lot, Holger. So, 
My, my name is Sven Kohlhaas, uh, which you also see here on the slide. I'm currently in the role of a development manager um, as part of our runtime and foundation area responsible for SAP Private Link Service as one uh, of the services, but also uh, for certain Cloud Foundry teams. Yeah. I would say then let's talk about SAP Private Link Service and uh, the big news here, uh, which are SAP Private Link Service on Azure is now generally available. Um, exactly since last week, Wednesday, um, yeah. it is uh, in GA. So now it's yeah available for productive use. I think a number of customers have waited for that, have tried it out during the beta, which we had actually now running since also roughly a year, uh, where we over time delivered additional innovations. Um, also, Martin, I know that uh, quite a bunch of a blog post series there with a number of innovations that came out over time. <clears throat> and yeah, now we are GA. Now I would say the actual business begins. And I think that was really actually pretty nice. It was a, a great journey from um, the initial inception of um, the beta where we had some obviously limited functionalities and then over time and also looking at the, the feedback from the customers, um, the beta grew and grew and additional features and functionalities were introduced. And now it's, it's really great to see this um, service as a GA service. Yeah, totally. So for me, it's even a much longer journey. I think like two, two and a half years ago, we started having conversations amongst others uh, with you uh, and other Microsoft folks about the topic of private connectivity. And yeah, out of those uh, yeah, conversations and also the yeah, joint innovations between um, SAP and Microsoft, um, this was, um, yeah, I would say one of the topics that came out of that, starting very small as an MVP, so minimum viable product with a very small scope um, into a beta, then during the beta extending that. And now that we have, I would say, yeah, one of the big scenarios um, supported and then also all the yeah enterprise readiness qualities that you expect from an <laughs> SAP cloud service. Um, now we are GA, uh, but also we'll continue con to yeah continuously work and innovate on that service, uh, supporting more scenarios, services, etc. I actually think you mentioned something really, really interesting because I, I still remember when we talked about um, where, where customers had the business technology platform and they had um, obviously the business technology platform then on Azure and they had an SAP system on Azure. And the first question was, well, I have already an express route connectivity from my internal network or from, from my on-premises network. And can I use express route to connect this not only to my SAP on Azure system, but also to the business technology platform. And I remember we had released a blog post actually that talks about these setups, uh, that, that um, how can I actually have a um, secure connectivity from my on-premise environment into BTP? And this private link service now is basically just the next step to, to really say, well, um, yeah, I'll leave you um, to explain what <laughs> the SAP private link service actually is. But but that, for me, it's a, it's a beautiful, story with a long history as you said yeah yes yes exactly and yeah we are getting requests especially from a number of huge customers who are getting the question from their security departments please avoid public internet connectivity and put those yeah connections especially between such oftentimes very sensitive systems business critical system put them on a private network and um, yeah as SAP <laughs> private link service in essence um, leverages Microsoft Azure Private Link. So Microsoft Azure Private Link is, you could say, our data plane that we are just reusing. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have our own control plane and integration into BTP um, written that on one side orchestrates the whole setup of private endpoints, etc., um, but also takes care about the integration and security so that, let's say, your customer application um, on um, in this part of the Cloud Foundry runtime can access your private endpoint, but the customer application of a different customer cannot access that same private endpoint. Yeah. And then um, to the yeah main achievements or why should you use SAP Private Link Service? It's you avoid on one side public endpoints, but then also um, yeah data transfer over public internet. So really you get the guarantee that you stay in the backbone network of Azure. Um, and that's guarantee is, yeah, it, it 
you can say pacifies a lot of the security department folks. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But I guess when that should also mean a better performance in connection if you go through the backbone versus over uh, public internet in a performance context should be better. Right, much better. Yes, exactly. So that's also a point which we always get question. Hey, um, this does this give me a better performance? And uh, we did certain measurements there. Um, in general, I would say the answer is yes, um, but also it depends on the scenarios. Um, so also what we are now supporting with the GA are actually cross-region uh, private links. Okay. And okay. for such scenarios, it's um, um, then the performance uh, becomes much bigger part. So we had course, one yeah, yeah. SAP internal scenario where we had discussions. They had their um, database, I think, running in Paris for some reason uh, or somewhere in France. Um, and then the application was running in Germany near uh, in Frankfurt. Um, and for that connectivity, they wanted to leverage then private link. Okay. Um, so those scenarios um, are perhaps a bit specific, um, but there you get also some, let's say, more yeah. performance gains. Uh, if it's the same region or even the same availability zone, um, then uh, I think the performance gains are not the, the key focus. So uh, our main value proposition is the security aspect, I would say performance or uh, possibly also price, uh, depending on what exactly um, um, your scenario and its throughput is. Um, those are, uh, yeah, can be additional benefits. Yeah, perhaps uh, speaking a bit more about um, the scenarios. So uh, what we now support um, with the GA um, is here that scenario one, the classical scenario, I have uh, an, for example, S4 system um, on Azure, and then I extend that um, on BTP. Um, in Cloud Foundry runtime, and then have here my private endpoint, which connects uh, to a load balancer behind that load balancer is a VM, and then on that VM, there might be the S4 system running, but there might be also any other third party system running on there. Um, and and then another, yep. Sorry, and I, I guess this this is probably one of the most used scenarios. I guess if, if you think of keep the core clean, don't do any developments in your SAP system, but use the business technology platform um, to build extensions, to build um, new applications, I think that's exactly where you where you need this connectivity between your your SAP system where you where you need to have access to your SAP system and you build like set a new um, application on the business technology platform and access um, your S4 system via this private link connectivity here. Yes, exactly. Definitely the most requested scenario, um, especially then uh, there are some, I would say, sub-scenarios mm -hmm. um, um, within there, which we in part support, but in also in part not yet support. Um, uh, those together uh, definitely is the, the, the most important. Yeah, keep the core clean, extension and integrations on SAP Business Technology Platform. Yeah. Cool, yeah. And then the second scenario, which we also uh, already support, are those Azure native services, or at least the, the first um, uh, of those, uh, and more are also in the works. Uh, also, if customers would have a specific request, hey, I need this um, um, Azure native service, which is supported by Azure Private Link, but not yet by SAP Private Link, um, it's also always on our side uh, a topic of capacity and prioritizing, um, validating um, those services. And um, so there we have uh, started with MariaDB and MySQL, um, but others um, are also then um, in the pipeline um, and uh, will be added um, in the future. And mm. So, so just to, yep. to um, expand on this, so if uh, let's say if I want to build now um, a CAP application, so following the cloud application program model, and um, I want to use a MariaDB on Azure, then in the past, what, what I needed to do is I, I would obviously spin up um, um, a MariaDB on Azure, I would have a public endpoint, and I would um, then connect my CAP application running on DTP, to this public endpoint from MariaDB. Obviously, I could use authentication and everything, but that would be the, the um, communication channel. And now, with private link, what I can do is I can expose the endpoint of MariaDB um, via a private IP address into um, the business technology platform so that my CAP application doesn't need to call this um, public endpoint. So maybe I don't even have a public endpoint for my MariaDB in, um, anymore, but I can still connect from this CAP application 
to um, the service on Azure. Yes, that's exactly like here one of the or the the the, the first um, of the big features here. You don't need those public endpoints anymore. If there is a public endpoint, yes, yeah. it, you can. Usually, you can also secure it depending on which services behind it, but thinking about some specific services like Kafka or also some applications, they have uh, problems with uh, uh, yeah, securing endpoints, um, but also if it's a public endpoint, even if it's secured, there can be DDoS attacks, etc. on those. And just not having those uh, public endpoints um, removes one attack vector. Exactly. Um, speaking a bit more about scenarios, um, I have here one slide with uh, yeah a number of scenarios. Also, don't be overwhelmed by that. Uh, uh, we can go through them one by one, um, and then uh, depending um, um, talk about those. So I also mark them um, supported or roadmap. Um, starting with the supported scenarios, and many of them are similar. So you will grasp them very quickly. Um, as we just talked about the topic of Azure native services like MariaDB, um, that is a scenario which is supported. Whereas here, the, the list of services is um, startingly small, um, but uh, can also or will be extended over time. Um, the next scenario is um, the S4 HANA scenario, uh, which we also discussed uh, first. So you have here the load balancer, which you're connecting to, and behind that um, is a VM where your S4 HANA system or SAP ERP system, et cetera, might run on. And then scenario 1.3 and 1.4 are more or less um, yeah, just different versions of this scenario. So you don't have on the VM the S4 HANA system running, but you have a third party system running on there. Or you have a custom service that you wrote yourself running there, which you're connecting to. Um, mm -hmm. So those are just variations um, of that first one. And then the 1.5 is a bit one, is, is a scenario which is also highly requested uh, actually, um, but which is uh, working a bit differently uh, because you are then talking here about the reverse direction. So we'll see the endpoint is now on the right side and on the left side um, is the private link service. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which I, I think, can, I mean. You go ahead, Holger. So we are discussing that because of um, the, the difference in um, concept even, yeah? since the private link is a layer four device and Cloud Connector has application layer specifics, there uh, there's merit in combining those. Yeah? So that's, um, I think the, the uh, audit logging is one of the uh, things that we discussed also in my blog series, um, as well as um, RFC path uh, allow these things. Yeah? So the, these kind of things um, make sense to combine in this, in this manner. Yeah? Exactly, exactly. So. With private link, we really want to focus on the level, la layer four connectivity. So not going into those level seven um, features and they're uh, therefore looking now at also bringing Cloud Connector into the mix on one side for the additional functionality it provides, but also potentially customers who have Cloud Connector already running today might not want to, yeah, switch it off, but rather just lift it on private link um, and um, for that scenario. So um, this is roadmap item, which we are currently um, heavily dis discussing um, also with the connectivity service and Cloud Connector team, um, how we can best uh, make that happen. Um, but we will take a bit of time as it's um, a yeah, different uh, approach with the reverse direction. Um, so we don't on private link side, don't manage the private endpoints anymore, but rather the private link service um, so it looks like, uh, yeah, it looks a bit different. But I think for me, for me, that is also a really, really interesting scenario because um, I mean, so far, everyone has been using the SAP Cloud Connector. And actually, I am personally a huge fan of the SAP Cloud Connector because it, it really helps me um, bridge this firewall gap that I guess all the customers mm -hmm. have that want to connect their mm -hmm. SAP system to the business technology platform. And the SAP Cloud Connector has a lot of fantastic features. Um, that that helped me to really limit and restrict and control um, access um, from the business technology platform to my SAP system. So I think that that's really, really fantastic. Um, what you just said, I think that that's really this interesting thing that customers that need this functionality in the SAP Cloud Connector, that they um, can still use it in, in, in the future, but, but they can make the connection even more secure by leveraging the SAP Private Link connectivity. So um, 
one thing that I that I often hear when I, when I talk to customers, where do I actually install the SAP Cloud Connector? Um, because obviously this system where the SAP Cloud Connector runs on needs to have access to the internet. And a lot of SAP systems don't have access to the internet. So where do we install it? And now if we combine private link with the SAP Cloud Connector, that's no longer a question. Then SAP Cloud Connector can connect to BTP without the requirement to open up um, outbound communications. And I think that's that's another beautiful thing where we can increase the security um, even further than, than what is already available with the SAP Cloud Connector. Yes, totally agreed. Like all those threat modeling workshops, um, they are always uh, tiresome and, and take a lot of time and energy. Um, making those easier, that's the goal. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. what I see that you have in the roadband in general, ability to connect in both direction, which depends then on the scenario, right? So might even the right side would love to connect to the BTP or other way around. So you still can do it through the secure in a secure and easy way through the private link yeah. exactly exactly so as let's say it's different if you have a vnet peering uh, that works a bit different so you have directly let's say both directions supported with private right. link um how the service works it's just a bit different it's it only has one direction so now let's say one of our big ticket items is supporting um the yeah the reverse direction as we call it um and uh, piloting that um is a cloud connector and then also um here scenario um two or three um looking at um, hana cloud so we also have a lot of requests um, of customers that want to connect to their HANA cloud system. So mm -hmm. having um, HANA cloud here as the, as the target. Um, and then usually the scenario is I want to, from my Azure subscription, uh, my own Azure subscription, want to connect to the HANA cloud system to get whatever, to access certain data as might be for analytics or other per reporting purposes. Um, that's the let's say main main mainly requested uh, here, um, but you can also, um, do that once this is supported there is not that far um, a path of also having um, then possibly different BTP services um, also over private link um, mm -hmm. or as I had it um, mic'd here also um, the whole rise with SAP topic um, that is exactly also where SAP private link plays in very well and we are in uh, tight discussions here with the rise with SAP folks um, that we also make SAP <laughs> private link service here a standard once um, the scenarios are then actually all supported um, or the, 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 the most important scenarios are supported um, that uh, you also get that more or less out of the box then also your BTP for the extension and integrations connected um, uh, with your Azure subscription. And I actually think, I mean, as, as mentioned, I think the, the starting point is really this, you have your S4 system and you want to build these extended innovate scenarios in, in BTP. But what I also see more and more coming, I mean, the business technology platform is all about business services. So, so one of my favorite Ooh. service at the moment that I, uh, when, when I talk to customers and partners is this taxation service, for example, on, on the business <coughs> technology platform. And exactly what, what you depicted here in scenario two, if, if now I have a possibility to consume this taxation service in a very secure manner that I don't need to open up anything on my um, network on Azure because I, I, I'm developing an application there and I have this private connectivity to the taxation service on BTP. And just as one example, obviously there, there are multiple others um, services on BTP, then all of a sudden I can consume these services again in a, in a private way without the need and requirement um, for me on the on the Azure side to open up firewall ports. And I think that's the, the whole approach that we're taking here with SAP Private Link is that we make the whole infrastructure much more secure. Yes, yes, exactly. And leveraging those, I would say, um, yeah, industry specific services are also oftentimes services higher up the chain, which is yeah. often a sweet spot for SAP, um, making those services more accessible um, so that they really can be used um, in, in many more scenarios. Um, that's, I think, in here a good point and also about the joint innovation. Um, so bringing that both companies bring um, to the table, what is there each of their sweet spots? And it might be mm -hmm. for SAP oftentimes a bit more in the higher level services, like such a taxation service. Uh, and for example, with Azure, um, um, a lot of the, the scale and then also the underlying um, Azure private link service, the whole 
plumbing, which we are reusing for the data plane on our side with SAP private link service as well. Um, I think that is a key point. Cool. Yeah, great. So from my side, um, I would be through um, with, with those questions. Um, if um, people want to reach out to me, um, you can do that. Um, Twitter, um, just at uh, Sven Kohlhaas, or um, also you will find me um, on the various um, SAP sites. Absolutely. So we will we'll definitely have all the links um, again in the show notes uh, where, where people can reach you. Thank you. So, so that was a fantastic overview, or not only an overview, but also um, some some examples what you can do with Private Link. But maybe now, since this is a GA service, um, maybe now we can also see it in action. So, Martin, again, maybe thirty seconds. Who are you? And then show us what you can do with Private Link. My pleasure. Yeah, Martin Pankratz. Um, I'm a colleague of, of Holger. Same team within the. Um, product management organization for SAP at Microsoft. Yeah? So we look at the whole integration portfolio across the board yeah? from Power Platform into um, the other integration points of BTP, uh, as well as every interface you can think of yeah? that, that SAP has. Yeah? Perfect. All right. Uh, so before we go there uh, let me say Sven it has been a pleasure to work with your team yeah on this in the co-development fashion quite uh, quite insightful and quite um, um, like energizing as well yeah? so it was a great journey to to get here yes definitely and a lot of learnings I think on both sides and that's also key when working together you always try to yeah uh, learn from each other yeah. so uh, Private link journey starts here in the business technology platform. So I'm in one of my sub accounts. And from here, you can start creating them. And since last week, the plans changed from beta to standard. And we can actually then start creating the instance if your session is not expired. So while, while you're refreshing the session, you're now in the SAP Business Technology Platform cockpit, basically. So what you've already done, you have created obviously the sub account and everything, um, and you have the, the, the quota assigned um, that you are able to see the private link service. Yeah, let me drop this one. I already deleted the one um, on my on the Azure side, yeah? so that we can see the, the, the binding journey and in action again. Yeah. So mm -hmm. let me quickly delete the part on the on the BTP side so that we can start from scratch. Mm -hmm. So this is like the cleanup process now. Yeah. So I have a binding to the to the link service, and now I can get rid of it. Perfect. So, and then the starting point or the scenario that you want to show us is, I think, what um, Sven had as scenario one, um, where you have an um, an instance running on Azure. And mm -hmm. now you want to connect to this instance um, via the business technology platform. Yes, but actually I have a, a, a small teaser for the next blog post that Harut will be um, publishing next. And that will be about uh, integration suite. Yeah, so we have one of the most uh, sought after services um, on BTP uh, actually connecting through uh, the Cloud Foundry app router um, to the S4 system. Yeah, so not uh, a cap application or anything mm -hmm. like you mentioned today. So, but really um, an iFlow, yeah, which is a very common scenario um, to, to integrate any of the SaaS apps yeah, from the, from the SAP portfolio. So really cool. So, so I think the, the integration suite is one of the most used um, applications on the business technology platform. Um, so connecting SAP to other SAP systems, SAP to non-SAP systems. You mentioned the iFlows, so the, the huge catalog that SAP provides with the content. And now what you're saying is that instead of accessing a public endpoint or to have um, yeah, a reverse proxy in place or the SAP cloud connector to connect to my S4 system, I can use um, private link to, to have this connectivity. Exactly, yeah. And the, the, the blog I posted in the series, um, like last year already, yeah, mm -hmm. um, that uh, used um, a custom app at this point here. Yeah? Mm -hmm. uh, but in the meantime, working with, with Sven's team, yeah, um, we, we uh, enabled the Cloud Foundry app router and uh, to actually take that the same responsibility now. Yeah, so it has the same feature capabilities. And as also, of 
the, the latest release. I think I mentioned it here, 11.2.1. Now we'll see that um, on the Business Application Studio. Um, you can actually really use that end-to-end. That's really cool. So it's another example of what Sven mentioned, looking back at this history uh, that we have, where, where we continuously improved um, the scenario. You, you published this blog post a year ago. There, some, some workarounds were required. Now, um, this is this is part of the, or much easier um, as part of the, the, the new product, basically. Exactly. So, and the name I need to look up so that it matches once I'm on in here. Okay, now we since I'm, since I'm deploying manually. Yep. Exactly. So which name did I use? There it is. So I'm making sure that I have a match now with the instance I'm deploying and the one that will be linked from the uh, from, from the mm -hmm. So at this point, I require a resource ID, and this is where the handshake happens now, no? between between Azure uh, on the customer subscription side and the SAP BTP side. So when I move now into my Azure subscription, I'm here in the private link center where the private link service lives, and this one is connected with my load balancer. Yeah, so I have an internal load balancer deployed, as we see here in the, in the drawing. Yeah, we are looking at this load balancer here um, that is connected to the private link service that I will um, now uh, allow yeah, to have communication. So you're also highly available now, right? Well, it's a managed service, go on. Yeah? So <laughs> yes. the whole thing is a managed service. It has service. to be, yes. Yeah. yeah, so when we go in here, actually here on the overview side, the easiest way to get the ID that you need is to get into the JSON view and uh, copy the resource ID from here. Yeah. So then mm -hmm. you get the whole thing that you need. Zap resource here only comes into play for Maria and MySQL at this point, yeah, where you need to um, classify this. Yeah. And there's also the link where SAP gives you some hints oh, how nice. this look like. And then here you put something nice. Because this is a handshake process, right? I mean, it is important that um, BTP can request a private link, but then the so uh, the SAP colleague basically goes via BTP and says, I would like to establish this private link, <laughs> but then it's not there out of the box. On the Microsoft side, someone needs to approve it now. Exactly, yeah. So I will now kick off this request. And this sends the request here to the endpoint connection. So takes a couple of seconds. And uh, one more thing that I want to mention at this point, um, there's multiple ways um, to manage access security for this. So, uh, I have RBAC um, configured, meaning mm -hmm. my user uh, has uh, the capability to allow this, but we also have customers with tighter policies. They have, for instance, this feature here restricted by subscription. But that um, requires um, to get the subscription ID from SAP. Yeah? And at the moment, the process for that is uh, opening a support ticket, right, Sven? Yes, exactly. So that's um, a quite a, a specific thing yet. Um, so um, they are, uh, yeah, it's it's a one-on-one -on -one, uh, approach that, it's, that needs to happen so far. Yeah, well, yeah. it's a sensitive info, yeah? Makes total sense to have a secure channel to share it. And the uh, uh, compon component for uh, private link is uh, BCCP private link. Uh, so quite easy to remember. Great, yeah. So we see here the pending state. We have here the welcome message. Mm -hmm. and, um, from here, if I'm allowed now to approve, yeah, I can actually establish the link. Perfect. Okay. So this is the first challenge that some of the customers have to bridge the different departments to get everyone on board um, to, to finally click the button here. Yeah? yeah, exactly. So for us now, it's like a development account. So you have access to both, uh, but uh, especially for the productive systems, um, this oftentimes might be different departments um, who on 
work on either side, on, on the BTP cockpit side or here um, in the um, Microsoft Azure portal. Um, so that's um, also one point here uh, to definitely be aware of, that this mm -hmm. needs to be approved um, just also, so not that anyone just can open up um, the connection. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. There we go, link established. When we go back here um, with the next refresh, this will also go away, yeah, the, the mm -hmm. creation um, button here. But to, uh, there, there we go. Yeah. But in order to actually finish the handshake, yeah, we need at least one bound application. Otherwise, uh, we have the, the plumbing in place, but the, the link is not uh, fully live. Yeah. So, and we need the app router anyways. So this is um, the, the code that I have here for, for the app router. And it really has only um, this, the package JSON, which tells us we are going to use SAP's standard app router library. And other than that, there's only one route configured, which uh, targets my SAP or data service. Yeah? And in here, I have the one destination configured that holds the uh, information where to find the DS4 system. Yeah? Mm -hmm. All right. So when I go in here, I still need to deploy this and I actually see I made another change that I will have to talk with Harut next time before he publishes. See if I remember this correctly. I haven't tested that part before. Yet. Um, so, but from here we can now create or maybe I can deploy the last one, it's easiest. So um, you have the, uh, the uh, app router here open in the business application studio, but mm -hmm. it's not yet deployed to BTP. So that's what you need to do now. You need to uh, yeah, authenticate <laughs> um, and then deploy the application from the business application studio to um, mm. uh, the BTP environment basically. So that once it is deployed, you can continue with the binding from uh, from private link, and then you you finally have the, the the setup complete, basically. Yes. So we see now the MTA process kicking off here, doing my deployment. Mm -hmm. I have the term here, right? Uh, <clears throat> happens when you um, reverse engineer before a demo yeah <laughs> yeah you know like the live debugging is always the most interesting docs <laughs> I think I remember correctly. That's, I mean, we'll see it. You, you are deploying it. Yeah, still a couple of steps to go, but there yeah. it is. So the first thing we'll see, we have then when this refreshes the bound application. Ah, because you have specified the name mm -hmm. um, in the app router. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, when we, we can go back, we see this on the MTA YAML file. Yeah. There we have um, the dependencies and the mm -hmm. private link dependencies here listed at this one. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So that's why it's showing up there in private link. Exactly. And from here, um, we will find the, the credentials now. Yeah. So once you have the first application bound, you can actually see here the host names mm -hmm. that SAP generated for this endpoint. Mm -hmm. and there are two uh, different ones um, to give you most flexibility when you create certificates uh, for the SSL connections. Huh? Great, yeah. So in our case, we'll use this one. And 
I'm now in the destination setup for the same app. Mm -hmm. I will need to edit this now because we have a new private link. And this is really just this path now. Yeah. So this point, this destination now points to um, via the up router to your SAP system via the private link connectivity. Well, the, um, the app router is configured to um, point to this destination. Yeah. Yes, and in the destination we have the endpoint, the private link endpoint, basically of our um, of our load balancer. To be clear, to to be very um, uh, very strict, right? Because the load balancer is the endpoint that is exposed via private link, and the load balancer then on Azure points to our SAP system. Yes. And uh, the destination service has also this new proxy type. Yeah, this has been established. Ah, nice. Yeah. Several weeks back. Yeah. And oh, that's actually that's actually really really interesting. Yeah, because so far the proxy type we had internet facing, which was any public facing IP address basically. Then we had on premise, which was basically the connectivity via the SAP Cloud Connector. Mm -hmm. And now we have private link as a third option. Cool. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think that's something that we did too with the connectivity team sometime in December or so. Um, might have been their release, uh, might have been also in January, um, but uh, some, somewhere around the time. And uh, what is not yet or what does not yet work is like um, test connection, which you might um, uh, know from some uh, mm -hmm. other scenarios. Uh, so that is something which is, let's say, not yet uh, implemented um, as part of um, uh, the connectivity or destination service here. But it's also something uh, we are looking at of um, yeah extending um, um, how different other services within SAP support SAP private link service. Um, that's always then a conversation between different teams, um, and that's also so if customers are requesting certain features or additional services which are not yet supported. Um, if we get that, that information, um, for example, via a support ticket, um, then uh, we will leverage that also um, and go in discussion with the respective teams to prioritize which services uh, should be supported uh, by SAP Private Link Service next. Cool. But, but that's really, really cool, um, especially now since the destination service is a very central piece of BTP, I think, and with, with, this, uh, with the support of Private Link there, I think this opens up a completely yeah, a huge range of, of applications that can benefit from private link. That's exactly it. So um, we have the application bound, destination set up. Um, I already navigated to the app router. So this is the URL that integration suite will now need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm quickly navigating there. But we can already um, test if the app router is doing something if we want. I go into Postman. So here, let's see if that's the same link. Should be. Yeah. That's the famous GW samples basic service, the OData exactly. service. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, and in order to call um, this this app router here, um, I've been playing with with uh, authentication types. And uh, once Harut publishes this block, the other one will work as well. Yeah. So, but in order to make it easy at this point, I will um, do the basic out, which we configured here as well. Yeah, that's the, the switch mm -hmm. that I made. So let me quickly get the credentials, and then have the kickoff. Well, but but so. Now we are calling the GW sample service, which is running on the SAP system, which is on Azure, but behind a firewall. So this is not the public endpoint. But unlike in the past, where we then probably would have used the SAP um, cloud connector to connect um, the SAP system to the destination service on BTP, we have now the connectivity via private link. So the destination service um, used the proxy type private link. Then we have the app router that uses the destination service. And now you're calling the app router URL with the GW basic, GW sample basic or data service. And hopefully we'll see some OData results in a second. Exactly, yeah. So jumping here to integration suite. 
And I think one key piece, which is also sometimes a question from customer, okay, when do I need SAP private link service? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I would say most simplest um, answer to that is if you want to connect systems which are running in different Azure subscriptions, or in this case, um, the yeah, S4HANA system where the OData service lives, that is running in the Azure subscription owned um, uh, by Microsoft, owned by Ma Martin. Um, and then uh, the SAP integration suite, obviously, as it's a fully managed service that mm -hmm. is managed and owned by SAP running in Azure subscription, which is owned by SAP. So you have here Azure subscriptions of different owners. Um, yeah. And that is exactly the case where, like, for example, a VNet peering or something like that just wouldn't work. Um, also because sure. of the multi-tenant architecture of BTP, um, but where then uh, private link has exactly the sweet spot. Nice, yeah. Yeah, so here's my, my iFlow, yeah, where we have an HTTP inbound and um, the OData request that we're actually um, going to um, to fire, yeah, since mm -hmm. this is uh, the, the goal of the integration uh, developer in here. Yeah? He doesn't need to know anything other than that, yeah. So he gets the app router URL, he knows his OData service, and at that point he can already do the discovery. Yeah, so I did this be, before our recording, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And um, I already got the um, the metadata pool and uh, yeah. the setup of the OData connector. So the URL didn't change. Um, here's the authentication that I put. Uh, proxy type here didn't change yet. Yeah, it's still internet, um, but still the the proxy type is a little misleading, but it really goes through the through the private link yeah, on mm -hmm. the router side. So and this path. We'll see if that works. Okay. So we'll see from yesterday my request likely. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and the from today. From post, Postman, you're, you're now calling um, the endpoint from the integration suite. Yes. And fetching the top 10 or okay or not. <laughs> yeah, so the, let's see, unauthorized. Okay, the token has expired. For the iFlow, I have configured more um, mm -hmm. apps, yeah, so I need to get a new access token. Mm-hmm. So one. that's just the authentication to the iFlow, to, to the yes. um, integration suite? Yes, yeah, so no. the, yeah, exactly. Try again. And it seems I messed with the, with the basic out. The call is here and theoretically the call would now, so actually the authentication is going through to the SAP system. No, no, it fails on the app router. But it yeah. fails already on the app router. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because um, I messed with this setting here. Yeah. Ah, okay. There's like a different, um, different representation of this. But um, Harut is going to publish his blog post, and then we'll have the whole end-to-end -end story uh, yeah, yeah. working again. And I think you you showed all the important pieces. We just need to fix here the authentication type. And then the the end-to-end -end flow should also work. This is what always happens if you have a working setup. You break it again so you can show how it works, and then you missed one step. <laughs> no problem. We we saw that it worked yesterday, so that's good. So the the end-to-end -end flow is working, and again, um, the, the full documentation is currently being prepared and and released um, very soon. Exactly. Cool. Well, fantastic. I think um, that was a really nice walkthrough from the from the early beginnings, Sven. Um, like even way before we started our first discussions on Private Link, to all these small enhancements that we did throughout the year, throughout the whole um, beta program, which has been around for quite some time, and now with GA, with um, a beautiful flow, with um, 
uh, approval workflows that are required to set up the trust between um, the business technology platform and the Azure subscription, and then to an, well, almost working um, integration flow scenario. Exactly. So thanks a lot for the opportunity to also, yeah, talk a bit here about SAP Private Link Service, our GA, and then also to all the um, customers and partners. Um, you can also expect that journey to continue. So I'm a huge fan of the theory of marginal gains, um, if you might be familiar with that. So uh, we are doing releases on a bi-weekly basis. If we uh, improve uh, every day uh, by 1%, um, you will see a lot of improvement uh, over the course of a year or even the next years. And I think you also have a customer engagement initiative running um, for this one. So we already talked about this in one of our last podcasts, but um, I'll put the link in again um, if, if someone else wants to sign up for that. Yes, definitely. So until I think uh, June 9th, um, the sign-up period is still open. Um, so uh, customers who want to engage on a deeper level um, want to um, yeah, troubleshoot with us also um, uh, their scenarios uh, and then also bring their uh, feature requests to us. Uh, please uh, take a look at the customer engagement initiative um, for um, SAP Private Link Service. Cool. Thanks a lot. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Sven. Thanks, uh, Martin, for joining. A really interesting topic. And we'll see each other again, or some of you, um, next week in our 100th episode. Ooh, exciting. Yeah. Mm. Congrats okay. to you. <laughs> see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.